Blog Talk Radio. Trying to talk down to earth in a language here that everybody and anyone can understand. And he's humiliated them. Well, there are Let's restart that. Roberts, the matches at hand. Well, well, a million dollar man. Ed DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania. It's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line. Namely the million dollar belt. Oh, yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget. For all times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them and you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed. Wallowing in the muck of avarice. Some fellow couldn't have said it better. Well, ladies and gentlemen, every man has their price, and apparently Jake the Snake was not a big fan of the Million Dollar Man. And uh, I'm not a fan of what's going on in this Yankees game, I tell you. Anyways, to be him at night, I thought, why not? Review Raw first, should I? Should I get it out of the way? There's a tag team turmoil match to begin the night, and also it was past the mic. Fast forward, Big Four, Xavier Woods, and what have you. Again, it was past the mic, and then action, thankfully. Then the War Raiders came out. And a bunch of other tag teams came out, and those bunch of other tag teams included Team Ace and or Mace and T Bar. I get caught up, folks. So, <clears throat> tag team turmoil match to determine the number one contender for RK Bros Tag Team Championships. I gotta tell you, it's entertaining to hear Matt Riddle speak, but again, at least, at least it wasn't. Pass the mic a million times over to the War Raiders. Now, there was a bunch of promos in the back to begin, and then matches began. So, bear with me, pulling up my notes. All right. Let us pray that I can stay awake without my emails interrupting and giving soundbite results. Okay. No, I mean, if you want to message us, it's Wrestle underscore radio. 
on Instagram. On Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails. On on Facebook, it's Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. Oh my goodness, there's so many questions to be answered, guys. Just give me a second, okay? I am really trying. I know. So, before all the chaos ensued, Bobby Lashley said, I'm going to go to Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce, and we're going to insert ourselves, and once we take away your tag team championships, that'll be it. Take away your dignity and pride, whatever. whatever. Uh, but again, it was past the mic, and then out comes New Day and said, but didn't Xavier Woods beat Bobby Lashley two weeks ago? Blah, blah, blah. Goodness sakes. I'm really sorry, folks, but these uh, background distractions, apparently, you know, Darren Young is a Twitter addict. Dear Lord, every five minutes, there's a tweet. He's a tweeter, Pater. Anyways, it shows up on my news feed, and also I've gotten messages on Instagram through Wrestle Radio. So, Jinder Mahal and Veer were out next. So the War Raiders, but what the hell? Let me see that. Okay. Wait. I'm sorry. I missed it. My note. So the New Day hits Trouble in Paradise. The Viking Raiders are eliminated. And I wrote, this is bullshit. Jinder Mahal and Veer came out next. Jinder Mahal and Veer were eliminated by Kofi and Xavier. So New Day was putting on a show. They really were. Um, then the Lucha House Party, dear Lord. And then after that, Mason T-Bar came out. Mason T-Bar was gone. All right, so then after that, so there's got to be another tag team that comes after them. Has to be because it's tag team turmoil, correct? So almost an AJ. <laughs> okay, the tag team turmoil will continue later on. We learned that last night repeat were added. So later on, it would be MVP versus MVP and Lashley versus Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods for the New Day. Moving on, you know, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, and these two can put on a clinic, dude. Really can. And um, it was more of a brawl. Scottish versus the Irish. Let's, you know, may the best Celtic man win. So, there's a number one contendership match for the United States Championship. And Drew, uh, Sheamus will go on to face Damian Priest. When the bad match was very back and forth. Just so happens Sheamus was the better man. Moving forward, there's a number one contenders match for the Raw Women's Championship. And uh put this this way. Alexa Bliss let's see, oh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. It segues into their segment and uh Nikki Ash seemed real excited and I thought it was really cool. Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash versus Tamina and Natalia. I think there should be more to it than this, but I could be wrong. Rhea 
Ripley, Nikki Ash beat Tamina and Natalia. So I guess Tamina and Natalia are back to jobbing again. Yeah, I don't know. John Morrison versus Karrion Cross. R.I.P. John Morrison. Moving on. So the former women's champion Alexa Bliss laid out a challenge for Charlotte Flair. And uh, let's see here. Shayna Baszler... Okay, but this raw kind of maybe yawn, and I'm not using that as a sound effect. I mean, I watched the Hulu replay, and I was yawning through some of it. Being dead serious, I just got done watching it. Um, Charlotte Flair beat Nia Jax in that match. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I mean, it just, it just put me to sleep, some of it. Okay. Tozawa charged at Reggie, so Reginald, so Reginald defeat Akira Tozawa for the 24-7 championship skip. Tag team turmoil. Number one contenders match for the Raw Tag Team Titles Part 2, everybody. There's a zillion matches in this, so Mustafa Ali and Mansur eliminated. Bye. Thanks for playing. I'm not even going to say who, but whoo, whoo. Part two continued, yes. I wrote this in my notes. AJ Styles and almost they eliminated the New Day. Yep. So it would be for the love of God and all that is good and decent, we now have almost an AJ Styles versus Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, RK Bro, for the Raw Tag Team Championships. That Extreme Rules, whoop the fucking do. Um, let's see here. Bobby Lashley, an MVP. Oh, my God. I was wrong. See what I did there? Confuse the ever-living shit out of people who didn't even watch. It will be Bobby Lashley, an MVP, who basically carries the entire team for Bobby Lashley, will go on, go on to face RK-Bro, for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships at Extreme Rules. <laughs> Fucking fall asleep. I mean, what was the main event in this match? Was that the main event, really? So, we got one long tag team turmoil match. And so, I don't know what the hell we were supposed to accomplish by watching Raw, but I do know this. My notes in NXT were a bit, you know... By far, short and sweet and to the point. So, begin the night. Ember Moon faced off against Kaylee Ray. Now, that was a good match. Went back and forth. Ember Moon gave it her best shot. She ended up losing. Kaylee Ray hit her maneuver. One, two, three. She ended up winning. Indy Hartwell had a bachelorette party. Yay. Uh, William Regal made an announcement for the number one contender for the NXT Championship. It'll be Kyle O'Reilly. It will be let's see, Pete Dunn, Tommaso Ciampa. And I forget who else. Oh yes, LA Knight. So those four gentlemen will be going toe to toe next week on NXT 
one the man who wins, Godspeed, will face Samoa Joe for that NXT championship the week after or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, so then there's a lot of backstage segments, blah, blah, blah. Casey comes out on Caitlin Carter versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. And as for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, it wasn't a bad match, um, even though Io Shirai and uh, Zoe Stark don't necessarily get along. They did what was important, and Io Shirai, the shot from the sky or whatever, moonsault, one, two, three. And then Kyle O'Reilly was seen boringly talking about his career after Adam Cole living in the past and probably never going to amount to what Adam Cole truly was. So, I'm just being honest. I'm not a big Adam Cole fan either, but we all know that Adam Cole carried that entire run for Undisputed and Kyle O'Reilly. Talked about closing a chapter. I don't care after that. Then the bachelor party. That was kind of funny. Even though Drake Maverick should have been launched after the big dude from Breakout Tournament. He jumped on the trampoline. I thought Drake Maverick... One, I thought the dude was going to fall through the trampoline, and that would have been funny as fuck. Two, I absolutely thought that Drake Maverick would have been shot to the moon. Because he was... He... Alright, so then in the main event for the NXT Tag Team Championships, and that was MSK versus Oni Larkin and Danny Burch. Um, match was very technical. It was very boring. It was not a lot. It's a high-flying, yeah, MSK, whatever. But then Ridge Holland decides to headbutt Tony Lorcan. I know Danny Birch. After that, he headbutts. Yeah, there's too soon betrayal. I guess they killed off the group. Ah, jeez. You know, I after watching Raw and second guessing the results. As to being satisfactory from watching on Hulu, even. And those are like hour and a half shows, you know, hour and a half for Raw, hour and a half for uh, NXT. I gotta say, I'm gonna just segue right away into this whole shit. Ladies and gentlemen, the following content contains explicit language not suitable for minors under the age of 18. If you have minors that go and repeat this stuff, let me fair warn you, it will not be a pretty sight. The teacher will get detention, and then, yeah, that's the rest of history. So, I don't want them repeating what I say, folks. I mean, none of this shit can actually matter. I mean, really? Son of a bitch. I'm sorry, I'm reading the uh, Yankee score, and why the fuck did we bring in Chapman? Son of a bitch. This is just proof of point, folks, that I get distracted and I will continuously get distracted because it is playoff season and though we have a really slim lead right now, well, you know what I mean. Oh, it's okay. I mean, no, for real. It was one thing to, you know, I agree. It was one thing to put Haney in, but then you put Chapman in, who has been 
way up until that roller coaster ride. I don't know if we're ever going to fucking make the playoffs the way we're going, but to answer your quick question, yeah, I do believe the Yankees still make it. I don't know if we'll make it past the first round. That might be a fucking miracle and a half after we change the lineup 128 times. Jesus Christ, man. I'm sorry if I'm sounding like Sports Center here, folks. This is a professional wrestling podcast. But to, to briefly assess NXT and WWE Raw, and yes, I realize All Out did just transpire, but I do not have the time nor the patience to go over AEW results because of the feeling I'm going to get a lot of flack for not mentioning someone's major return. And also, you know, someone else's signing. I mean, I knew, we all knew it was coming, right? We just, we had to have known. So, and it just keeps getting worse. Okay, let me focus to see what I can do. Okay, log me out of blog talk. How dare you? How dare you? This is exactly what I was going to say. All right. Seeing as how I've got 41 minutes left, allow me to introduce you into the world I call my version of what happened on a Monday and Tuesday night. Maestro, could you please do me a solid? Yeah, you know you want to. Is this on? So their show can bore anyone to tears. Matches are matches, and turmoil, you know, tag team turmoil again. It feels like a fucking gauntlet. It was a gauntlet. They had part one and part two. Really, I have never, ever in my life seen so many lopsided victories, not even one back and forth moment, you know, from the beginning of that match. Or that tag team turmoil match on Raw. And you're automatically going to insert Lashley and MVP. Okay. No, dude. This is this is the reason why I've said in the past that Lashley is a great athlete. I mean, some people may look at him and say, great, in, you know, he's, he's fulfilling his role as a badass. You know, he basically beat the holy fuck out of Kofi, which made sense. I mean, look at him now. As the champion, he is dominating, right? There's no doubt about it. But my biggest concern is you have Bobby Lashley as the champion and MVP literally carrying that whole load. Lashley 
is doing his job of making sure that trash talk actually comes through and MVP's mouth actually comes true. I don't see how it's a benefit, though, when you've got competition and they don't even... I don't know. MVP definitely still has it. But if you ask anybody who's a wrestling fan, we just saw and witnessed at All Out for AEW the signings of Adam Cole. Team Punk was a few weeks ago, but Adam Cole and, and Ruby Soho. And for those who don't think that's a major signing, the major signings, you need to get your head out of your ass. Okay? There's a reason why AEW is looking like a boss. It's because, one, they look happy again. They, as in the wrestlers in AEW, look like they're not having any qualms about walking down that rampway and saying, yeah, I used to be a part of WWE, but now I'm going to shine where I'm at. It's the feeling when Adam Cole arrived from Ring of Honor, you know, with Kyle Riley and, you know, Roderick Strong had already been a part of the fold, but it seems that, oh, yes, yeah, so when Brian Danielson came out, it was a loud ovation. It started the yes, yes, yes chant. Irony much? I mean, that was a movement in WWE, and I don't know if they took him off the marquee. I don't think they did. Maybe they did. I. But it seems like WWE keeps taking off so many people like Jericho, and for good reason. But how much longer... And the current wrestlers on the roster for Maine and NXT last before they want to go back to the days when they could, you know, freely wrestle. Meaning there was no, hey, you can't do this because uh, it's not kid friendly. Or hey, why don't you work this style uh, a match and we'll see to go where to go from there? Because I know Adam Pearce is no slouch when it comes to getting fucking ratings. I just find it amusing that after so long, it now takes so many things for WWE to finally get off their ass and start doing, you know, something about it. Having tag team turmoil matches and then results that everybody knows, and they're not even, we're not even thrown for a loop during that. Also, women's match. We all knew that Charlotte Flair would have beat Nia Jax. Hands down because Nia, I mean, the one or two things will sit and do. And that is choke under pressure, beat the ever-living crap out of someone and bully them because that's your fucking heel gimmick going. Two, after last week's fiasco, no. Nia, No. Just let me lace my fucking belt loops while I talk to you all on the fucking reel. What I believe WWE is doing as far as 
making consistent stories and bringing things to life and making things better for the general viewing public to watch their product. It's really not happening. Let me just point this out. Dear God. Dear God, as in the ratings really haven't changed for all. Is it up? Is it down? Is it up? Is it down? No one knows why the fuck it happened. Sorry, I'm quoting Lewis Black. You want to know why the ratings are down? Because names aren't coming in. They're not pouring in like they used to when they were with NXT. Also, let's see here. I'm not going over Dynamite results. I don't fucking care to watch because I know what's going to happen. So, um, no, I'm not going for results, my friend. Let's look at the month of July, shall we? AEW Dynamite averaged... 1,038,000 viewers in 2021. That's up 34.1% from the same month in 2020 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Okay. And this is according to fightgamemedia.com. Dynamite does second highest 1849 number in company history. So this week they averaged one million one hundred two thousand viewers on Wednesday night. Okay, sixteen point seven that dropped from five hundred twenty thousand viewers, and that was when NXT moved off the after the Olympics, and that was in July. Raw averaged one point eight two one million viewers. That's uh, quite low. And their demographic was 0.57 rating. That's up 3.6. That was on July 23rd. AEW Dynamite was up 42.9%. Now, 53.3% of the 1849. Now, keep in mind, this is in July. I haven't really gone through the August numbers yet, but if, if I think on this, this is what I'm going to say. Not just ratings-wise, but you got to have fucking quality with your matches. Nia and Charlotte, okay. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley versus Tamina and, and Natalia. I, I don't know what to tell anyone. If, they're, if they haven't watched Raw in quite some time, then, then you think to yourself, is there any hope for WWE whatsoever when it comes to their main bread and butter, when it comes to WWE Raw? I mean, yes, it helps them out that they're getting to go to arenas and they're filling they're filling some seats. I don't know about all. I mean, I don't. Madison Square Garden is bound to be. I don't know if it's sold out or not, but every wrestling event since there was nothing to do in 2020, and those of us who haven't gotten out probably want to go see this. Long story short, yes, they're filling seats, but what really bugs the ever living fuck out of me is. Though they're, though WWE is filling seats, AEW is making them look like the opening act at a fucking concert. And by that, I mean when Rihanna opened for Chris Brown. Or let me give you a better example. 
when when Genuine opened for Mario or when Gloria Gaynor opened for Marvin Gaye. I can go on down the list. There's bound to be a lot of opening acts that aren't bad and they're just not what everyone listens to on the daily. WWE is like that song you can't really stop listening to, but you just have no alternatives, so it's like, why not fucking skip ahead? You've got Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, John Moxley, Pac, Lucha Express. I mean, you've got a lot of names that are not unheard of. You've got Dustin... Rhodes and Cody on his way back. You've got Ruby Soho, Chris Stratlander, Britt Baker. Now, of course, the women's division in WWE, I don't know what happened to you, even though it's been a roller coaster. It's like the Yankees fucking season. Something needs to change. It needs to change so that I'm not phrasing episodes or titling them. Is WWE AEW's opening act? Is that going to finally put into perspective just how important it is to give the audience a little bit of a different sampling of what you're presenting because if you don't I hate saying this but boy NWA is looking great I haven't caught much of Ring of Honor I'm pretty sure that Impact isn't half bad either and now that NXT kind of got a grand taste of things, you know, to say that Vince and Laurinaitis and them are headed over there. Um, I just should we start saying abandon ship? Not because Vince is there, but because it was so hard to watch. Uh, NXT was improved upon, but it just the only I guess highlights you could say was the bachelor party. With that smooth with Indy Hartwell's bachelorette party. What else? Oh, yes. The tag team championships when Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch got turned on by Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne. So we just killed a group. And now are we going to make a new one? I don't know. All right. I'm wasting my fucking belt loops, folks, because this is the point in the show where I literally have found a lot to talk about, but yet here I am floundering around to fill in the gaps as to what it is I'm going to do, and by far, this is the worst feeling ever as a wrestling fan, because I know people are going to tell me, AEW's on top, where is WWE in this whole mix of things? Can they even be mentioned in t- on TV? It seems like no one cares at this point because they're trying to get ratings. Well, can you change up the fucking scene? Can you get names to come to your group without 
completely lowballing them and just using them for your own paycheck, you know, payroll. Be like, hey, we got this big name, but we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything with it or them, I should say. Now we're back to pushing Kevin Owens to the wayside. Baron Corbin couldn't stand to be out of the uh, important picture for a few weeks, right? So then we had to bring him back up as this bootleg version of Million Dollar Man. The characters, please keep the characters on a straight and narrow, consistent fucking path. Give some creative freedom. Let the fucking superstars, let the uh, wrestlers do what they want to do. Not all the time, but it would be nice if we gave some formal clarity to the fans as to what it is you're trying to do with each said wrestler. And that includes Finn Balor. That included Bray Wyatt, but now he's gone. Uh, I'm really kind of at a loss for why Undisputed got broken up. I knew they were stale, but you could have brought them back to Raw or SmackDown. It probably would have benefited SmackDown. Lashley as champion is starting to bore all of us to fucking tears. The tag team championships not going to change hands right away. I don't care. You gave MSK a challenge, but they always in NXT they always seem to overcome it, so that makes them look invincible. Have they even lost a match yet? I'm just curious. Have they even fucking lost a match yet as a tag team? No, I'm guessing that's right. They have not lost a tag team match, and they're the tag team champions. Okay. Flip it on the other side of the Taylor tape. We got somebody wanting to face Darby Allen, and he actually did, and that was CM Punk. You had the crowd literally on their feet for Brian Danielson. And what else? Adam Cole still gets the Bay Bay chance, so it's like they're transposing what they once were from WWE and bringing it to AEW and then amp- and tuning that dial up to all the way up to intense 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 went from a zero to a I can fucking work again I can feel like myself I can be myself and I think that's the main difference between AEW and WWE is that one group is allowed to do what they want to a certain extent until they can pull back just enough. The other group is flailing to find any kind of originality or any kind of spark that will help them out. Who am I referring to that last bit? That was WWE. Because to be quite honest with you, I don't know if sold-out arenas is going to help WWE. Certainly it will, because merchandise has been probably on the fritz trying to help people out with their orders. So... I really don't like saying this, but unless things change for the better and certain management learns to step down before things get really bad, like Aroldis Chapman coming into the inning and fucking shit up, it wouldn't matter if somebody told me that WWE is having a promotion where Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back. I mean, it's really sad when you know Undertaker returns down an offer to show up at Madison Square Garden and doesn't you know, actually show up and yeah, give it to a time or whatever. It's not going to matter. 
because it, what it boils down to is one is putting restrictions. The other one is letting it fly. And maybe that's why maybe that's why folks we have so many signings for AEW because there's people that actually genuinely care about letting the talent express themselves, have creative freedom. Not having to worry and look over your shoulder to see if someone's looking in the back of the fucking production truck telling you what you can say, what you you know, okay, and go and type, blah 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 and Make sure you look at the camera. Oh, don't look at the camera. You know, look beautiful. Blah blah. blah. You got this. I get it. Trust me, I do. But there's so many things that I could sit there and discuss with you all right now that would make you go, "Why the fuck isn't this a part of AEW?" There's little things and there's big things that help this thing along. So. With that being said, I think I'm going to wrap her up tonight. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to Off the Rails Uncensored and here on a Wednesday afternoon slash dinner, whatever. So, I just got to get some shut-eyed and wasn't able to uh, get some reserve, much-needed rest, but you know what? Two of those bitches, we're going to do this shit on Saturday. Enjoy your weekend, night, whatever, next day at work. Machu man, Machu King. Maestro, get this party. Should we see Schneider? Yeah. Yep. You didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, and I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches, for real. Take two. <laughs> Personality, the cult of personality.